Hello, hello, hello everyone. This is your host with the most, the greatest wrestler in ACW today. Former ACW television champion. So you know that I know what I'm talking about. The one, the only, the masked menace. And today we're going to be talking about different things. Thanksgiving rolling around. Um... a little bit of wrestling because this is a wrestling podcast and we're going to be talking about the fallout of Halloween since yesterday was Halloween. So without further ado, how about you sit back, relax, buckle up, open those ear holes and you just might learn something here on Teachable Moments. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of the Teachable Moments Podcast. This is your host with the most, the greatest wrestler in ACW today, former ACW television champion, the Mass Menace, a.k.a. Arch Clarence Kent. Well, it has finally come. November the 1st. We are now in November Yesterday was Halloween, and Halloween's one of my favorite seasons, one of my favorite holidays, Halloween, and if you'll go back to a previous podcast episode I did, I talked about Halloween and how the candy company did not create Halloween, that they just decided to profit off of Halloween by mass-producing candy and sending it out on Halloween, and that's how they make their money. Halloween is not invented by the candy company. No, it is an ancient... Uh, it's, it's from ancient times, and it's called All Hallows' Eve, where the spirits can come back to the living world. It's the one time of the year, one night, where the veil between the spirit world and the living world is the thinnest. And they can walk, and the spirits can walk amongst us. In one culture, it's called Samhain. But like I said, we talked about that in a previous episode of Teachable Moments. Go back and watch that one, or listen to that one. You, you'll learn a lot about that. Now, I'm not saying I'm um, educated on every bit of their culture, but come on, let's get real. Candy Company did not invent Halloween. They just mass-produce candy and profit off of Halloween, which is smart. But, no, I love Halloween. I love Halloween. Uh, I always do. Always have, always will. Because it gives me a reason that I can watch horror movies. Uh, Halloween, I mean, for crying out loud, actually, just last night I watched a Halloween Kills movie. The latest in the Halloween franchise. And I watched it with my wife, which which is great. Uh, I give a lot of props to my wife. Because she's not a horror fan. She's not. She doesn't take time out of her schedule or day to sit down and watch a horror movie. Those aren't the kind of movies that impress her or interest her. She went with me to the theater 
a few years back when Halloween, the first one in this new trilogy, came out to theaters, and she agreed to watch it with me. And she didn't have to, but she did. She watched it with me. We, She said it wasn't bad. And she said she was going to watch the second one, and she'd watch the third one with me. So she watched how we watched Halloween Kills last night. We would have loved to have seen it in theaters, but certain circumstances came up that have kept that kept us from seeing it in theaters. But no, Halloween Kills, great. I'm going to review that later in the show. But no, we were talking about Halloween and different things. Now remember. I have a voice message section here on Anchor, and y'all can leave voice messages and comment on something and let me know what you would like to see more. And all, yeah, let me know. Let me know. I need to, the only way I can improve the show is if you let me know what you like or what you don't like. And sometimes I might just tell you I don't care about what you like. Let's just deal with it. But, no. Halloween movies, man. I love Halloween movies. Uh, Friday the 13th. Love, uh, why would I say Halloween movies? Horror. Let's go with horror movies. I love horror movies. Friday the 13th. Nightmare on Elm Street, Scream. Matter of fact, Scream is coming out. The new Scream movie is going to be coming out in January of next year, which is weird because usually I think that those would come out in October. It comes out January of next year. I might go to the theaters to see that one. But, oh, there is one movie... That's coming out in uh, this month. It's the new Resident Evil movie. They're going back to basics, and it's based off of the first Resident Evil game. It looks like it could be good, and it looks like they've kept honest to the franchise, honest to the source material, which is always good. It looks good. The only way I'm going to find out if it is actually good is if I go and see it. The downside to that is if I go and pay money, if I pay money to go and see it and it sucks, I'm going to be pissed off. But I'll have a review I can do on here. I can't wait. It looks good. But there are certain movies that I think should only be watched that I feel, certain movie franchises that I feel should only be seen during Halloween season. Halloween. The Halloween franchise. That is one of them. Now don't get me wrong. I will watch it. Every once in a while. Say during like June. Or March. Or whatever. But it's be- I feel it's better watched. During the Halloween season. Just my opinion. I can watch Friday the 13th at any time. I can watch Nightmare on Elm Street at any time. Scream at any time. Uh, I, I know what you did last summer at any time. Matter of fact, I gotta watch that new series that's out on Amazon. 
and see how that is, and then I can review that one. But I'm going to take a short intermission. I will be back to talk about a lot more stuff. Just hang with me, and we will be right back. Hello, hello. We are back from that short intermission. And I want to thank y'all for sticking around and tuning in to... If I'm correct, this is the sixth sixth episode of the Teachable Moments podcast. It's kind of hard to believe that we've made it to six already. And each time we keep getting more viewers and whatever. But I want to thank you. I am your host... With the most, the former ACW television champion, the greatest wrestler in ACW today, the mass menace, a.k.a. Arch Clarence Kent. Now, we talked about, <coughs> before going to um, intermission, before going to intermission, we talked about what I did on Halloween, and horror movies I watched and how I felt certain movies should be saved are better watched during the Halloween season. Now, I don't normally review movies on my podcast, but later we're going to talk about Halloween Kills, what I thought was the high spots, what I thought was the low spots. But we talk about wrestling, okay? That's what this podcast is about. It's about wrestling. So, let's get into that, okay? Fitting the motif of what we were talking about, Fallout of Halloween. I want to talk about one of my favorite pay-per-views that I have ever watched. And that I like personally, and it's Halloween Havoc. Put on by WCW back in the day. It's now put on by WWE's NXT. And they do it. And I'll be talking about that, too. But, no, Halloween Havoc, in my opinion, is my favorite. Well, it's not my opinion. It's how I feel. It's my favorite pay-per-view ever done, put on by WCW. And the reason being, I was born in October. Uh, I love Halloween. I love Halloween Havoc. I feel that it was just a pay-per-view made me now i'm not an idiot to think that they were like hey let's send this arch clearance kent guy and ask him what what kind of pay-per-view we should do no it's just that feeling you y'all ever get that feeling you know where you find something like a game that you're playing and you just feel like it was made for you that, that everything just falls into the right area right place i felt that way with alan wake like Oh my God, this was a great game. I enjoyed it. It All the pieces sell into the right area for it to be a game I felt was made for me. Uh, that if there was no other game I played, if there was only one game I ever played in my entire life from the rest, from that day on to the day I died, it would be Alan Wake. That's how, that's how much I loved it. Well, WCW put together... Halloween Havoc. And I feel that if there was no other wrestling pay-per-view that I ever watched other than one, it would be Halloween Havoc. I could go back and re-watch those 
and rewatch them and rewatch them. Halloween Havoc's great. Now, getting to WWE's Halloween Havoc. I watched some. Some. I haven't watched all of it, so I can't give a full-on review. <clears throat> I watched some of their most recent Halloween Havoc they did. There's just, I don't know, it didn't really catch my interest. Don't get me wrong, the ladder match that the women had uh, the for the tag team titles, the NXT tag team titles, it wasn't horrible. It wasn't great either. It was decent, I guess you could say, decent. There was a spot where I was really worried about one of the wrestlers when they hit the ladder. And another thing, I want to say another spot was this, ah, what's her name? Stark. Uh, I can't remember her full name. Her last name's Stark. But she gets up to the top turnbuckle and she does like a flip, uh, like a 350 or whatever. I can't remember what it's called. Uh, I don't do a lot of flips in wrestling because I'm a wrestler, not an acrobatic. And it looked like when she did her rotations in there and she came down, she landed on her feet and may have messed up her knee. I felt genuinely bad for her. I also felt bad for the female star that collided with the ladder. It's nasty. Now, I'm hoping that they're okay. I'm sure that they're going to be okay. But it's just one of those that makes you go like, oh, my God. It's like, it makes you cringe. That was a decent match. Always room for improvement. Could have been worse. Could have been better. I do have to say one of the upsides upsides to their Halloween Havoc <clears throat> NXT's, NXT's Halloween Havoc is the fact that they had Chucky the doll and the voice of Chucky hosting the NXT Halloween Havoc uh, he was doing the whole uh, some people say when they're angry just let them be I say let them fight and add weapons. That was great. That was a great touch. That was awesome. I enjoyed that one because I love horror movies. And I love Halloween Havoc. I thought that was a nice touch. I'm going to have to go back and rewatch the Halloween Havoc event put on by NXT this past this year to be able to give my full on review of it. There was I I'm going to try to watch it. I'm going to. But no. WCW's Halloween Havoc. One of my favorite pay-per-views. Of all time. Has to be in the top. I don't know. Uh, Ten. I want to say. Maybe top five. Let's go with top five. Has to be in the top five. I mean, Starcade's up there, but Halloween Havoc, and that's a good pay-per-view. Uh, I've done 
by WCW. Great pay-per-view. Great, in my opinion. Love it. Now, I'm going to go, and we're going to take a short intermission. We will be back after this short intermission. Stay tuned, and we'll be back talking about quite a bit of stuff. Welcome back. We are back from that intermission. This is your host with the most, the greatest wrestler in ACW today, former ACW television champion, The Mass Menace, a.k.a. Arch Clarence Kent, here to give you the rundowns, the knowledge, and everything to do with wrestling, history, whatever. But... Before we went on intermission, we were talk. Before we went to intermission, we were talking about my favorite pay per view, Halloween Havoc. How I believed it was a pay per view that was just tailor made for me. It's just that feeling I had a lot with similar to how certain games are tailor made for certain people. How they feel that it's just a perfect game for them. That's. What we talked about in the last time, uh, last segment. Now, rolling with the punches, we are going to talk about a certain thing. I want to go ahead and get serious here. There's a wrestler going through uh, some difficult issues right now, and his name's Hacksaw Jim Duggan. It's another wrestler I know that's going through certain issues. And all, uh, but that's different. But no, I want to talk about Hacksaw Jim Duggan at the moment. I grew up watching Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Great performer, in my opinion. He was a football player before he was a wrestler. That's why one of his finishing moves, he had the three point stance and he just run charge at you and, like, you know, like a football player. He was a football player, and then he transitioned over to wrestling. Hacksaw Jim Duggan was able to captivate fans, and uh, for millions and millions of fans, with his uh, signature, I think it's a, is it a two-by-four? I can't remember. I always got those mixed up. I want to say it's a two-by-four, but I might be wrong. He, he'd had that on his shoulder. He'd have his thumb up going, oh, and, all, and he captivated fans. It, it was, it, he was so interesting to watch on TV and on pay-per-views. He was great. But he just recently, he, he just recently revealed that he's battling prostate cancer. Which, which sucks. And I know how much uh, cancer does suck because, like I said, I'm not much to delve into personal life. And uh, I don't tell people everything my wife watches or everything she she enjoys. or And I don't tell everything I do on a personal basis. But I do want to talk about how serious cancer is at the moment. Uh, last uh, month, October, it was Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Which is a very important issue around, and, gr- and breast cancer awareness is a great cause. And they have a lot of marathons and uh, things they do to raise money for breast cancer. 
But cancer in general is it's horrible. It is. Uh, I've had family members. Uh, now I'm not saying this for y'all to uh, feel sorry for me, but it's it's not for y'all to feel sorry for me. I don't care if you feel sorry for me. Cancer sucks in general, whether it be prostate cancer, uh, brain cancer, any kind of cancer. It's leukemia, whatever. It's a nasty business. One that I don't think a lot of people talk about. They get scared to talk about it. So I'm going to go ahead and talk about it a little bit. Hacksaw Jim Duggan's battling prostate cancer. I know firsthand how sucky it is dealing with that stuff because I've had family members who have died from cancer. I had an aunt who we had no idea had cancer until she went to the doctor and they said, oh, you're in stage four. Okay. Thank you. You didn't make it out of where they um she didn't make it. I mean it's rough when somebody's diagnosed with stage four cancer. It's almost hard it is almost hard. I'm not saying impossible, but it is almost hard to beat that. I had an uncle who was from Canada. He married into the family, but he was from Canada. Came down with cancer. Doctors said that, you know, there's not much we can do. We don't expect him to live six months. And he was, and he was a smoker. And he was. And they asked, is there any way, like, if he stops smoking... Will that stop him from, will that slow down the spread of cancer? Well, will it make a difference? He's like, no. He's like, if he enjoys smoking, just let him keep smoking. Let's, don't take that away from him. Let him enjoy that. Doctors gave him six months. And if I'm correct, he lived 12 years. He, he survived for 12 more years. Way more than what the doctors gave him. My, I had another aunt who, whenever I was in elementary school, also had cancer. And she died. I mean, she didn't make it through her battle. Most people, they're, they're, most of the time you get diagnosed with cancer, you're not given the best of news. I do want to go ahead and say something a fellow wrestler said that caught my attention. The only one that can fix you is the one that made you. Doctors can't tell you when you're going to check out. I mean, your family can't tell you when you're going to check out. Only God can tell you when you're going to check out. And nobody, nobody can tell you otherwise but no uh cancer's horrible business uh hacksaw jim duggan has prostate cancer 
if y'all would be so kind, if y'all could pray for him and his family through the time that he is through this nasty ordeal they're going through. Pray. Pray that everything gets well, seeing out good vibes. If you're not, but if you don't believe in God, that's your choice. Just keep him in your thoughts, at least. You know, send good vibes. Either send prayers or good vibes, okay? That's how that goes. But yeah, cancer's a nasty business. Uh, you, let's just hope and pray that he gets through this. I mean, he's a, a wrestling takes a toll on people's bodies. I'll say that much. Being a wrestler, I know that. Uh, and most of the time when wrestlers are done with the career, they're just uh, forgotten about. Uh, let's not forget about Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Let's keep him in our thoughts and prayers. He deserves it after everything he did, after everything he sacrificed to entertain people while he was doing, while he was wrestling in life. Keep him in your thoughts and prayers. Don't forget about him. That's a horrible thing to do someone. Uh, oh, look, look, he, he performed for us all. He was great. Uh, now he's retired. Uh, well, let's forget about him. Let's not do that. Keep him in your thoughts and prayers. He needs him at this moment. Okay. Okay, I'm going to go into a short intermission. We'll be back and we'll brighten up from that somber experience. Uh, deal with us. We'll be right back. Welcome back. We are back from that short intermission. This is your host with the most, the greatest wrestling ACW today, the former ACW television champion, the Mass Menace, aka Arch Clarence Kent. Now, in the last segment, we talked about Hacksaw Jim Duggan, how we should keep him in our prayers and thoughts. But now we're going to shift, hopefully, and go to more positive or, you know, upbeat things so we don't stay all somber. Somber. I think it's somber. Yeah. All depressed, basically. So, we're like we said before, we've rolled into November. This is November the 1st. This is the year, well, this is the month that Thanksgiving falls upon <clears throat> and all and months we should be thankful about things. Uh, and in the coming episodes, I'm going to be talking about certain things that I'm thankful for. I want to go ahead and start off by saying I am very thankful for the fact that I am a wrestler and that I get to, do uh, perform in the ring even if I have to perform in front of people who are you know not as educated but you can't win them all right you win some you lose some but yeah I'm thankful for being a wrestler and getting to perform and showcase my skills so that's one thing I'm thankful for like I said, in the coming episodes throughout this month, we'll, I'll be talking about things I'm thankful for and some of my fondest memories of Thanksgiving and this festive season that we got going on. 
But we're going to talk about something else. Uh, Vice. I got a little ticked off this morning. Okay, because I've been waiting for weeks to be able to watch two episodes. There's two episodes of Dark Side of the Ring that I wanted to see. Two episodes. That were on demand and been on demand for past few weeks. And I'm with Direct AT&T Direct Stream. That's my uh, Direct TV Stream. That's my provider for TV. And I was going to go and watch Vice On Demand and watch those two episodes of Dark Side of the Ring because in the, the last few times I tried, they wouldn't let me view it even though it was on demand. And... They're like, well, it's going to be airing tomorrow. It's going to be airing the, uh, so you can't watch it. And then my wife's like, well, you want to try Dark Side of the Ring and see if you can get an episode in. And that's what I went to go do this morning. And I noticed that they took them off. The advice took those episodes of Dark Side of the Ring off. Why? I have no idea. I don't run a TV company. I don't, but I can guarantee you if I did, I wouldn't be like, oh, look, all these things are on demand. You should be able to watch, but every time you click on it, sorry, you can't watch it. Oh, and now when you're actually able to watch it, we're going to take it off. No, I wouldn't do that. That's just stupid. It's a stupid way to do things. And, I mean, it explains the world that we're in today. Ran by stupid people half the time. Stupid people who can't come to terms with the fact that the world has evolved in certain ways. So they stay stuck in the 70s or 80s or 90s or whatever. And this is the 2000s. And they just can't get with the times. So yeah, I'm ticked off at Vice. The Vice Network at the moment, or whoever's idea it was to take those episodes down. You know, I'm ticked off. I wanted to watch them, and I didn't get to watch them. I was going to review those because they had to do with wrestling. Yeah, but no, no, I can't watch them. I'll probably have to watch them online somewhere. Yeah, anything can be found online. I'm just, you know, a little sore about that subject. Because they had a Vashon, a Luna Vashon, or whatever, Lua Vashon, Luna Vashon, I think was her name. He used to come out, I think, with Dustin Rhodes when he was gold dust. Um, they had hers, they had a few others. They had like one other one that I wanted to see. I can't remember what he is though now. Yeah, I wanted to see it. Uh, I'll figure it out. I will figure it out. I'm just a little sore about that subject. They need to start... People need to start doing things the way that's better for business. Better for business. That term is used a lot. And sometimes it's used a lot by people who actually have no idea what's better for business. 
And no, I, before any of y'all ask, no, I'm not still sore about getting suspended for two months. I've come to terms with that. I've come to terms. It's actually quite cathartic. Let me explain why it's quite cathartic. Actually, I will explain that after we get back from intermission. So y'all stick with me. And I'll explain when I get back why it's quite cathartic. Welcome, welcome. I am back from that short intermission. I'm laughing about something I heard on the TV. But this is your host with the most, the greatest wrestler in ACW today. And the former ACW television champion. So once again, as I said in the intro, you know that I know what I'm talking about. Now, before we left for intermission, I told you that I, in the last segment, I told you I was going to talk about why it was cathartic that I got suspended. At first, yes, I was ticked off, okay? I was ticked off that I got suspended. I wanted to blame... I wanted to blame ACW. I wanted to blame the fans. I wanted to blame upper management. But the one person I wasn't willing to blame was myself. Because let's be honest, I got off track. I lost sight of what my original goal was there, and that was to become champion. See, I was the ACW television champion. Then got got stripped from me. Most people wouldn't have. There's some people that wouldn't have stood for that. A true champion wouldn't have stood for that. He would have beat up whoever had it in his midst, in their midst, just to get it back. I didn't do that. Instead, I chose to blame ACW management. I chose to blame everybody else but myself for not having it. And then I decided to blame the Kraken. Trust me, trust me, there, there, there was other reasons. But most importantly, I blamed him. And I let the Kraken get in my sights and block me. From my original goal. Blind me from my original goal. And that was to become champion. I got full. I, I lost sight. Of the goal. Face Gunner Rose. Got beat. Got suspended. I was ticked off at ACW. I was ticked off at everybody else. But more importantly. Now that I've had time to reflect, I realize it's my fault for becoming distracted. It's my fault that I lost sight of my goal. That's why, like I said, getting suspended has become cathartic. I can now realign my sights. I can set my focus on what it needs to be. Now, I don't want to give away too much because, like I said, I'm still early on in my suspension. I'm suspended for two months. 
But trust me, like I said, I will be, like I said in a promo video I did, uh, I want to say a few days back or whatever, I will be back. I'll be back in ACW. I'll be back. And things are going to change. Things are going to change. The hierarchy is going to shift. Things will change. Now, on to more important things. I want to talk about certain wrestler. A certain, okay, we have, in wrestling, we have great wrestlers. We have good wrestlers. We have decent wrestlers. Then we have mediocre, bad, horrible, horrible wrestlers. Okay. This is just my opinion. So, if you disagree, please give me your input and I can talk about that in the next episode. James Ellsworth, the chinless wonder, I believe is by far Not the worst wrestler, but he's not really great. He, he, he's a bad wrestler, in my opinion. I don't know if it was because of how WWE booked him. I've never seen any of his independent stuff. I will go ahead and say that. I don't want anyone thinking that I'm being un that I'm being mean to the guy. I've never seen his independent stuff. There is a video that circulates on YouTube where it was Nick Aldis versus James Ellsworth. I have not watched that. I will watch. I'll tell y'all what. I will watch that so I can go back and review that in the next episode. So I will watch it. Um, but from everything I saw in WWE, James Ellsworth... I don't think he's a very good wrestler. I think he's has no real skills or any captivating skills in the ring. I don't want to say he's pointless or useless or worthless. Okay. It takes a lot to get into the ring and perform. So I will go ahead and say props to James Ellsworth getting in the ring and performing in front of thousands among thousands of fans because he was probably ner racked with nerves at times it's not easy to do to get out there and perform in front of all those people and to say that you don't get nervous because you have to make sure you don't mess up you have to make sure that you don't get hurt or kill yourself or kill your opponent in the process but I don't think James Ellsworth has any relatable skills I'm, I could be wrong I'm going to go and watch like I said the Nick Aldis versus James Ellsworth match so I can tell y'all my thoughts on it in the next episode so be uh, tune in for that in the next episode. Oh, 
Yeah, I mean, uh, there are some horrible wrestlers in in all of pro wrestling. Horrible. We have some good ones. We have some great ones. We have some terrible and bad and horrible. No, horrible. Uh, some bad wrestlers, and I think James Ellsworth falls into that category. That's remember, this is all my opinion. Okay, so if y'all disagree, please give me your input. I'd like to converse with y'all. I've I've seen the demographic. I know I got a good amount of 24 to 27 year olds uh, watching and listening to my podcast. So, yeah. Give me your input. I'd love to hear your input. And then I can tell you why you're wrong. <laughs> no, uh, I mean, there's a lot of people that's wrong. <laughs> a lot of people that's wrong. But, yeah, we're going to go to another short intermission and all. Yeah, we're going to go to a short intermission and then we'll be back. Please. Stick with us. We will be right back. Welcome back. Welcome back. We're back from that short intermission. Um, last segment, we talked about Bad Rassers. Uh, bad Rasser of the day. Uh, or the week. Bad Rasser of the week. It might even be a new segment that we put on to hear Bad Rasser of the week. Please give me your feedback on that. Now we're going to talk about Good Wrestler of the Week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but this is your host with the most, the mass menace, the greatest wrestler in ACW today, former ACW television champion. So you know that I know what I'm talking about. Good Wrestler of the Week. We're going to go with Dusty Rhodes. Dusty Rhodes, I'm going to call him a great wrestler, not a good. He was great. He could tell a story in that ring. He could he could make you believe that like his arm was broken or make you believe that he was fighting the good fight because ultimately Dusty was fighting the good fight. He he came from humble beginnings. Uh he was the son of a plumber. His father was a plumber. And he grew from that. Yes, he made lots of money. He made money wrestling and he became very secure financially. But he was the humble guy. The guy who came from humble beginnings uh, he goes, I've dined with kings and queens while eating pork and beans. Stuff like that. Slept in alleys. Uh, it's uh, his whole backstory. Humble begins whereas people like Ric Flair, he was the guy who was the son of a doctor or whatever. It's uh, He came from money. 
he was rich. He came from money. He he was he had a silver spoon in his mouth. He 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 had everything he could ever want. So and he flaunted it. That was how all Howard Fuller was. He flaunted his money. He had a woman on each arm. He had the robe, uh, expensive robe. I spent more money on his robe than I've ever spent on any of my gear. At times. I mean, let's not get too, too, let's not get too carried away. I have an expensive vest. Uh, okay, uh, expensive, more expensive than y'all could even afford. But let's not talk about me. Well, we'll let's not get carried away. We're talking about good wrestler of the week or top or great wrestler of the week. We have Dusty Rhodes. Okay, Dusty Rhodes, like I said, great all-around worker. He could work in that ring. Now, he didn't have the six-pack abs, and he wasn't built like Ric Flair, but he could go 60 minutes in that ring, and he could put on a performance and make you believe it, have you on the edge of your seat just gasping for air, your air caught in your throat because you don't want to breathe, because you're afraid if you breathe, you'll miss something. You don't want to blink because you're afraid if you blink, you'll miss something. Dusty had a way of capturing the fans' audience. He was a very all-around encompassing, uh, all-around captivating guy. And it's sad that we lost him when we did. Great mind for the business. Great mind. Great person. There, There's a saying we have in the wrestling business called, he was too good, called, this person was too good for the wrestling business. I believe Dusty was one of those people. He was too good for the wrestling business. He was too nice. He, he was a nice guy. He genuinely wanted, he genuinely wanted to help somebody get better he could see it's like ddp said um how ddp said in an interview, or scott hall said in an interview i can't remember who it was but dusty had a way of seeing the star in a person when they can't even see it in themselves and that's a rare thing we have in the business today is someone who can see that Dusty was one of those that was like confident that this guy was going to be great or this guy was going to be good or whatever. And he could mold you. He took you, molded you, brought that out in you. And he even brought it out in you in the ring. I mean, look, the, the Dusty Rhodes versus Ric Flair matches are, are, are synonymous with wrestling. The Dusty Rhodes Ric Flair matches are legendary. They're 60 minute battles. It goes down in the record books as some of the most legendary in the history books as some of the most legendary battles that you're ever going to see when it comes to pro wrestling. And a huge part of that, not knocking Ric Flair at all, was Dusty Rhodes. Because he had a way to tell a story. He had a way to bring that story out in people. And make you believe, wow, this guy can go 60 minutes. This guy, what is he, immortal? 
Or is he invincible? It doesn't this guy ever stop? Does he ever quit? Him, him and Rick would go off to another town and do it the next night. And then the next, and the next, they have these 60-minute matches. Repeatedly. Which is great. Great matches. I, from time to time, go back and watch that. And you learn from stuff like that. Watch those matches. You can find them on the WWE Network on Peacock. Uh, Dusty Rhodes versus Ric Flair. All their matches. I wish they had a a search bar where you could just search in Dusty Rhodes versus Ric Flair and you bring up their matches and nothing else. But sadly, Peacock doesn't have that because Peacock bought the WWE Network. <sighs> okay. Business. It's just how business goes. We are going to take another, another short intermission. And we will be back. So hang tight. Set still. Open those ear holes and you might just learn something. Welcome back. Welcome back. Thank you for sticking with us on that short intermission. You are listening to the Teachable Moments podcast hosted by the host with the most, the greatest Wrestler in ACW today, the one, the only, or let's not forget, the former ACW television champion, the one, the only, the mass menace, a.k.a. Arch Clarence Kent. Now the time has come for that all-too-familiar segment, the segment that this whole show is built around, and that is the teachable moment. Now... We try to do this. We we do this teachable moment every week because you know this show's called Teachable Moments. It's meant to teach you something. If you don't learn, that's not my fault. That's yours. Now, there was a story a fellow wrestler was telling online the other day. Well, I wouldn't say story. It's his experience and his viewpoint. So I want to go ahead and, and listen. I want to go ahead and thank him for that. Um, it's something a fellow wrestler did. Um, and it got me thinking the teachable moment that I use. So I want to go ahead and thank Mr. A.J. McIntyre for giving me inspiration for this teachable moment. He was talking about ne- uh, certain things of not seen in negativity, certain ways, and that you can't tell somebody this, and you're not the one who tells somebody when they check out. If you hear earlier in the podcast, I talk about how it's the it's the the person who created you is the only one that can fix you, the one that made you, the only one that can fix you. They're the only one that tells you when your time checks out. When it's time for you to check out wherever. So AJ McIntyre was talking about that. So he actually inspired me to come up with this. So I want to go ahead and say thank you, AJ. McIntyre, the Scottish lion. One half of the ACW tag team 
champions. Today's teachable moment is tact. Tact. Now, for all of you who don't know what tact is, let me enlighten you. Tact is basically the ability to observe and know how to handle a situation without bringing offense onto people. Okay, uh, let me give you an example. Let's say someone's grandmother has just passed away. Okay, has just passed away. And then somebody comes and is like, goes up to the coffin and is like, Woo! Wow! She sure is ugly! No, no, no. That's one, it's rude. It's uncalled for. You don't go up to something to come like, Oh my God, they did such a horrible job. That woman is ugly. No, no. Okay. You, you, that, that means that you don't have tact. Tact. It's stop, uh, read the room. Be aware of your surroundings. You're not going to go up to a bride on her wedding day and be like, Oh my God, you look fat in that dress. No. No, not at all. Tact. Be aware. Be aware of your surroundings. You morons. If someone's, say, someone's dog's not doing too well and you tell them, well, their dog's just not going to survive. Now, understand a doctor being like, well, this person's only got four months to live or whatever. That's them doing their job. Okay. But even they'll try to console you and be like, hey, you know, it's all right. Maybe they'll pull through, maybe. But doctors have to tell you good news and bad news. It's the other people that come along and be like, oh, my gosh, she's just not going to make it. No, you want to, you need to send positive vibes. You've got to read the room. Try and tell them, don't worry, she'll get better. Or she'll do better. She'll she'll make it through this because it gives the person, it it brightens the person's spirits. They they want to fight more and they believe in certain things. And then you know, if at some point the person passes, then at least they know that person fought. They fought with all they had. Tact, people. Read the room. Don't go up to someone on their wedding day and say, oh my, get some woman, some bride on her wedding day and say, oh my God, you look fat in that dress. No, you say, oh my God, you look beautiful. Even if they don't, you go and be like, they look beautiful. No, I get it. And you're probably going to like, well, you say to be honest. Yes, be honest. Okay. But also be... Uh, Read the room and be like, oh, she looks beautiful. That dress is beautiful. Or be like, oh, my God, they did such a wonderful job on her. And while she's laying in this coffin, they did a a wonderful job. She looks beautiful. Tact, people. And this has been today's Teachable Moment. Thank you very much. Uh, I'm going to go. And then uh, we're going to hit another short intermission. And then we will be back.
Okay, thank you once again for tuning in to Teachable Moments. This has been your host, the with the most, former ACW television champion, the greatest wrestler in ACW today. Today we talked about um, uh, the fallout of Halloween. We talked about uh, uh, great wrestlers, good, bad wrestlers. We talked about Hacksaw Jim Duggan and how we should keep him in our thoughts and prayers. And we even had a teachable moment today. Now, I want to thank y'all for tuning in. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping you sat back, relaxed, opened your ear holes and listened. And maybe, just maybe you learned something from today's episode of Teachable Moments. This has been your host, The Masked Menace, and I am out.